the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Steps in the city, steps in the city, they're BFFs talking gritty. Steps in the city. And it's Tuesday. It really is Tuesday. It really is Tuesday. I'm hoping that we just record this and it just goes straight out there to everybody. That's just trying and, to figure out. Do we think that it's going to be Wednesday? I don't know that it's going to be today. I don't know. I texted. I texted. Mm-hmm. Text. I don't. I never mm-hmm. know how what the right form of text to use. But I sent Ed a text and I just said, "Hey, we're recording on Tuesday." No need to bust your ass to get the show out, like, and get it posted. Like, just take your time. So, who so knows? Maybe Wednesday. Well, it'll be a surprise to all of us. But right now, it's Tuesday. Correct. So, it is Tuesday before New Year's Eve 2021, I guess. I mean, yeah. we're, it's the last week of the year stuff. We made it. <laughs> I know. We did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it. Yay. Uh, And then I don't know about you, but yesterday I was listening to like the whole voting for the $2,000. Did you? Connell just blocked it. So which which is what we figured, right? Oh, he did just block it just now? Yeah, I just saw it. I don't understand why he can't be that turtle that gets in the middle of the road and gets run over. I really don't. <laughs> well, there was something, I don't know, over the weekend or the days are just weird now because of the holidays, whenever it was. But there was some report of him talking to someone at some party and saying that, like, no matter what, he was going to block whatever just to, like, spite the Democrats. However he said it, I don't know exactly, but it was that sentiment. Which is not surprising, but also like he's just the worst. He's a horrible man. And quite frankly, I was watching it yesterday and there were so many Republicans that were like, nay, nay, nay. You know, they were voting against it. And, um, you know, people were posting. They're like, hey, mm-hmm. if you voted for these guys, just know they don't give a fuck about you. They don't care. You, you could be Republican and starving and lost your job and losing your house. They don't give a shit about you. So vote them out. Vote them out because they obviously don't care. They're getting paid. You know, they've got still got a job. They don't care. You know, yeah. they're getting the vaccine. So what What do these Republicans care? They really don't. Yeah. So well, there were so, a couple of Democrats, too, that didn't vote for it Um, yeah i saw that a couple of them and somebody posted they're like who the fuck was the dems that said no (laughs) like i think um, from illinois i don't know i'm trying to remember i feel like oh yeah it was it was dan lipinski from yeah it was i almost said dick durbin but i couldn't think of who the name no it was dan lipinski Uh fuck that guy yeah yeah fuck that guy yeah i don't care so you just finished watching it, and so it's a no-go? I didn't watch. You know, I check in on Twitter, which is probably to my detriment. Um, I feel like I'm always aggravated or something looking at Yeah, Twitter. but I feel like Twitter is going to give you probably the best accurate. Facebook really, lately, like I, my feed has just been full of garbage. So I'm not, I got to go searching for the news rather than it. I mean, I love Twitter. I just wonder if sometimes I need to like not go on it for a couple hours or something. Um, Yeah, it was within like the last 20 minutes. McConnell blocked Senate vote on $2,000 COVID-19 payments following House approval. So he can just do that all by himself? Well, I mean, I think that's the part that we need to look at, too, that, you know, 
just he, the Senate because he's the Senate majority leader. You know, he's just like this guy from Kentucky and he can just fuck everything up, even if like we have a a vote that, you know, is in favor of something. He can be the one that just. But he can up. just say, like, nope, don't want to do it. What if he's lost his mind? What if he's a zombie? What if he's a lizard? How can we trust that that, that his word should be what we follow? I don't I get it. I just don't know how they're public servants. How can you call yourself a public servant? Because you're not. No. But, I mean, hopefully Georgia in this runoff, we can get control. Yeah, know, get control of the Senate. One. I just don't get it. How can he just say no? That makes no. And then they don't vote on it. He just is like, nah, bitches, I'm done. I just saw Bernie and Markey are blasting him on the Senate floor and blocking a vote on military spending unless he lets a vote on the checks happen. Uh, We'll see. I mean, really, they don't care. This has been since April. They haven't given anything to people and didn't unemployment like all of that stuff run out at the end of the year. Yeah, it ran out the day after Christmas. So, So, I mean, yeah. That's why so many people are so upset because they're like, look, we're out there high and dry. And then I get why Trump vetoed the military. Like, you know, I forget what it's called. I guess I could get technical and look it up. But it's like something that there's been a bipartisan vote to pass it every time since the 60s. And this is the first time a president has vetoed it and refused to sign it. But the reason why he refused to sign it is because they're cracking down on shell corporations. And that's Trump's middle name is Shell. So um, he purposely didn't sign it because he knew it would fuck him over. And that was the second bill that the House was voting on yesterday. So I don't know. I try to stay on top of it, but then I get just a little more confused and aggravated. I just, yeah, I I start thinking about how do we let one person, you know, control all of this? Like, how is that the way that this runs? This is not right. Like, we need to do something here. But I just get aggravated. and Right. I do, too. And then my son was kind of spouting off about something about the French. He's like, well, just fucking go in there and drag these guys out and beat the fuck out of them. And he's like, and then you're done. He's like, why can't we be like the French and, you know, beat these guys asses? And then we make revolution. I don't even know what's revolution in French. I don't know. And I'm like, are you serious? He's like, bring the guillotine out. I mean, they don't fuck around. And. A lot of the discourse earlier in the year, they were saying like there was a stat like comparing it to the French Revolution. And it was very similar just before the French Revolution to what's happening here. But we don't we're terrified like we're I mean, just them getting the vaccines first made me want to go out and like riot in the streets and like just not give a fuck anymore because they don't care. They don't care. Well, especially those motherfuckers like, it's a joke, it's a hoax, but oops, let me pull my sleeve up so I can get the vaccine. That's the part. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's just maddening. And uh, I do, I mean, though, have 20 really good things that happened in 2020. If we want well, to that's talk good. about that. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, on one final note about this whole vaccine thing, like they truly are not giving this out fairly at all. Like, you know... I've got a good friend that's a doctor. However, he's no longer practicing, but because he's still on board at a hospital, right? He's still on board at a hospital, but he doesn't see patients. He doesn't leave his house. He works from home. Um, He got the COVID shot. 
he got the vaccine. And I'm like, hi, raising my hand, like, I have patient contact. I'm like, I've already been exposed so many times, and yet no word on when we're going to get it at our office. Well, we didn't even, as a country, order, like, a good amount, right? Like, did, weren't we offered to order more, and we, we Correct. denied it? Like, so Canada we, ordered, like, way extra, because they're actually smart and care about people. New Zealand, too. New Zealand ordered, I can't tell you how many more millions of doses and that they, they don't have, need. like, any cases right now. <laughs> right. But um, Jacinda, you know, the, the leader, supreme leader of uh, New Zealand, she said that um, she would like to go ahead and offer all these extra doses that they ordered. So they, like, thought ahead and ordered millions of doses from several different companies and once they get those, she wants to start giving them to other countries that can't get any. So I thought that was really kind. And yet Trump was like ripping on New Zealand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe I can marry that one New Zealand friend of ours and then have dual citizenship. <laughs> Hell no. He got baby hands. I can't deal with that. <laughs> I keep telling my coworker, I mean, she's a straight female but and she has a very serious boyfriend from like you know we could get married and i can move to australia with you um yeah she's not taking the bait i should just ask her who she knows there. like come on there's gotta be right like is there a dating to- site in australia that i can hop on like <laughs> i don't know uh crazy well, all right so we've got 20 things to end 2020 or that happened in 2020 20 Let's- good things that happened in 2020 because we're we're already starting with uh the shit show that fuckery dumpster fire that we have going on so i thought this was exactly. a good you know end of year there were some good things we talked about the vaccine um yes so you know number one we saved millions of lives with the new vaccines Distributing the vaccines far and wide remains a challenge, but given that Fauci and other experts once cautioned we may not even see a vaccine this year, the fact that healthcare workers are getting their shots in December is a cause for celebration. Yes, absolutely. um, And I know like while we talk about people and not caring and being deniers and being clueless and um, but we still a lot of people masked up and hunkered down saving millions of more lives than it could have been true So there is you know i mean we've been wearing our mask you and i i wore my mask all christmas eve even though i took a a rapid test before i went into the house Um, so did you you eat or did you like just take your plate of food outside in the driveway and eat and then come back in let's eat like as people like like me and my brother were together all day so like eat with him Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, we tried to eat with people that we're, like, either live with or, like, are with all the time. Right, um, right. Which we, we also, like she said, she said send a text. I mean, we we usually have 50 people usually for Christmas Eve, and there were 20. So okay. we definitely cut it down. Um, it was just, like, immediate family of my cousin and her sisters and then my aunt and then just my immediate family. That was it. Well, that's um, good. Because yeah. it's my dad's sister and her daughters. So, yeah. But as we were driving there, I went with my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we we were all going to bring a bunch of, like, lotto tickets, like, dollar ones. just to, Oh, like, yeah, the scratchies. Yeah. Yeah, to do, like, she had some socially distanced games, she said, we could play. Because normally we do a white elephant, but that didn't seem like we should do it. Mm-hmm. 
So we were driving and I'm like, shit, I got to stop and get lotto tickets. Did you get any? And my brother's like, no, but I guess my stepmom had called him because she knew he was working and said, you know, we're stopping to get some. Do you want me to get some for you? And he said, yeah. I'm like, oh, then that works. Because she did when my cousin sent the text. She said, like, bring like maybe 10 or so per couple. Oh, so I'm like, okay. technically, like, we're a couple. And my brother's like, that's disgusting. We're not a couple. I'm like, okay. You really think I'm sitting here trying to daydream about being a couple with you? Ugh, Shut the fuck up, you idiot. We were, like, so close to my cousins, too, and me and him are already fighting. I'm like, I'm not saying we're a couple. I'm just saying, like, she meant, like, per You're paired off. People. Right. right. Shut right. the fuck up. <laughs> and then he's like, well, yeah, he didn't have to take a test because he had just had COVID in November. Right. Um, and my cousin who had it, she had just had COVID too, her and her husband. So she would ta- talk to my brother about like, yeah, he didn't need to take one. But then he's like, but I did talk to mom and she said, what if you test positive? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> Why is she saying that? Because I wasn't worried at all. I'd been back from Florida for two weeks. I was fine. Right. And, right. and I'm like, well, he's like, well, just because we drove together. So I'm like, oh, shit. I'd ne- it never even crossed my mind. So now we're like five minutes from my cousins. We're arguing about not being a couple. And then I start getting anxious. Like, fuck. Then he either he has to leave. I need to Uber or I'll sit in the yard just to get some food and then leave. Like, what's going to happen? And I just didn't even cross my mind that I would test positive, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we got there, and my dad was, of course, outside smoking. And he, like, let them know I was there. So uh, they opened the garage door, and my cousin's husband had the tests. Her son works for Abbott. So they had a bunch of take-home tests that they gave everyone. So I'm like, are you going to do both nostrils? Because I don't want that. And he's like, no, you do it yourself. I'm like, oh, okay, that's better. He's like, but you really got to go up there. I'm like, yeah, you know, I had it done before. Oh, yeah. So I did it and I made my own eyes water, which made me feel like I did it right. <laughs> but then You're like, all- I did it. I hurt myself. I did it. <laughs> my dad and brother and Brian, my cousin's husband, are watching me. And I'm like, stop. Like, what if a booger comes out? Because you know when you're that high up, like... <laughs> You're like, what's this creature? Okay. <laughs> and they're like, Brian's like, that's good. That's what you want. I'm like, yeah, but still don't look at me. So, you know, I gave it to him. He stuck it in the thing. And he's like, okay, didn't light up immediately, which is good. Because his son um, had gone to his aunt's, who's Brian's sister. Yeah. Tested her and her husband and two kids. And there's, he said, anyone who's been positive, it lit up right away really um and there's all lit up like a christmas tree like they all they all have it so yeah we do the rapid tests at work but i already said i'm like i have enough responsibility in my histology lab i don't want anything to do with the covid testing like i just don't it's a responsibility i don't want to deal with so we do the the swab up the nose test and send them out but then for last minute, like emergency patients, we yeah, do have happen. rapid tests. And I mean, from what I understand about those rapid tests, like it's really only good to pick up people that are, that are, are you know, that are carrying a heavy viral load already. Yeah. If, you, if you're just at the beginning of it or just been exposed, it's not going to pick it up as well as that PCR test. So. I thought about that, but I also thought like I've been around no one for two weeks because I, you know. Right, right. So I was like, even if there's some for some reason where I'm like in the beginning stage, I shouldn't be, you know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you were over here, but my kids kind of stayed away. I mean, we yeah, we weren't 
Yeah. But my kids don't go anywhere. Even for New Year's Eve, my one son was like, Mom, can I go up to Milwaukee? I'm like, no, you're not going to Milwaukee. It's just going to be a big. Right. I mean, he's got two friends that their families live local, even though they live together in Milwaukee. It's like a big house with like six or eight guys that all live together. And I'm like, you know, I trust your two friends that live in the area because you've gone to lunch with them and, you know, you've seen them and their families have already had Corona. So I'm like, I, I trust you with those two guys. I go, but the rest of those guys, hell no. Yeah. And so it's almost like an act of God that we're going to get these like snowstorms one after another. So ain't nobody going nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. So long story short, I just like went and sat in the car because the car was on and yeah, my dad came out and like did a thumbs down at first, but I couldn't tell what he was doing, which luckily, because I, if I realized he was trying to trick me, I probably would have got mad. Oh, yeah. So I, I opened pissed. the window and I'm like, what? And he's like, you're fine. Uh-huh. And he was laughing. I'm like, he was doing a thumbs down that ass. Um. So, yeah, but we still wore masks. Everyone, even the kids. My cousin's son, who's like three, came over to me. Can you put my mask back on? And I bent down to do it. And he goes, you have big boobs. I'm like, yo, first of all, your mom has big boobs, too. You little fucking pervert. You're like, Merry Christmas, a tit in your face. I was wearing like a turtleneck. It wasn't like I had cleavage for once. I'm like, Paulette, what is with your kid? (laughs) That's hilarious. All those little cousins are so funny. Yeah. like All of the cousins are crazy in your family. I love it. Yeah. So we, I mean, we had a good time. Like I said, it was pretty low key, less than half the normal load. And, and we all wear masks and it was good. I mean, it was just good to still be able to see people and yeah, do some sort of a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, they're like going to throw my test out. I'm like, I feel like I need a picture of it. Like, this is going to be something we're going to want to like not want to remember, but be like maybe 30 years from now. Like, oh, my God, do you remember that Christmas when, you know. I did. Funny that you say that because there was like a meme that I saw on, I don't even know what I was on Instagram or Facebook. And uh, it was like the girl reaches into her, she grabs a coat out of the closet that she hasn't worn in years and reaches in the pocket and pulls out like a a COVID test or something to do with COVID. (laughs) Oh no, it was a mask. Reaches in her pocket and pulls out a mask and says, wow, wasn't that a crazy year? And then she tugs her coat on, picks up her gun and her spear, and goes out to fight like the aliens. <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly like, we'll be, and it's funny because Jennifer Aniston was catching shit for having an ornament on her tree. Like, our first pandemic, that's just seemed like a weird, I saw some people with like 2020 COVID ornaments, which like seemed to make sense, but like that right. one did seem weird. Well, to me, it's like almost sarcastic or like, okay, you know, where there's there's always going to be another virus on the horizon that could cause a pandemic like this was Uh. our first one. Get ready. I mean, I can see it was kind of snarky humor, but the truth of the matter is, is we don't know what's coming up in the next, you know, five, 10 years. The more we have people fucking with you know, genetics and, and eating fucking animals out of the jungle that you shouldn't be eating. Like, you know, we're in, in cultures crossing and all this world travel, like we're really going to have to stay on top of shit. And unfortunately this one like got through the cracks because people weren't staying on top of it. I'm a firm believer that if the U S still had the crew that Obama had on staff for 
you know, like tracking possible pandemics and stuff, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in today. We just wouldn't. No, for sure. And yeah. So, I mean, I get it. But yeah, that cracked me up. The girl's like, I put my hand, you know, put her hand in the pocket and found the mask. And then she picks up her gun and her spear to go off and fight the aliens. (laughs) Yeah, I just like, I want a picture of mine. I feel like it's something I I want a picture of or like people are going to want pictures of at some point. Sure. When you're sitting there with all your grandkids on the planet Mars and you're like, well, kids, grandnieces and nephews. Hey, you never know. I know. know. I got an IUDB. This is not happening. (laughs) You're like, ain't nothing. (laughs) Ain't nothing coming in here. (laughs) Well, bringing me to number three, women leaders got the job done. We talked about Jacinda, the prime minister of New Zealand. Yes. Uh, And then Taiwan also has a female president. Angela Merkel in Germany, Germany and mm-hmm. Sam Green in Finland also won praise for their early responses to COVID. And I want to say, who is this? I think it's it's the the EU. Is that Ursula von der Leyen? Uh, mm. She seems like she's got her hand in a lot of a lot of stuff here. I keep hearing when I listen to my. Um, yeah, Ursula von der Leyen is a German politician and physician. Who has she's the president of the European Commission. So I kn- I knew I kept hearing her like name all Damn the time. It. President of the European Commission. Yes. Um, so add her to the list. Number four, democracy one. You know, we didn't let the uh Ugh. great USPS shit show that they tried to do. Or they tried to screw up the election with the mail-in votes. That didn't work. I don't know what's January 6th. But for now, we do have uh, an outgoing president. So that was a good thing. (laughs) Well, yes. If we can get him out of there. I'll be the first to go over there and be like, get get the fuck out, Jack. Like, you're done. Like, hit the road. Um, But today I saw that they were still, they were still trying to, like a judge said, no, stupid fuckers, but they were trying to get like 4,500 registered voters, like whatever, banned from voting in Georgia. Like the, they're so afraid that they're going to lose the control, which I hope they do, that they're still trying to do all this voter suppression bullshit. It's just... We need to fix that. We need to fix that. There should be just no way you can even try to suppress people from voting. It's not yeah. fair. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, number five, carbon emissions fell by the largest amount ever recorded. So, you know, people weren't traveling. So, Hell yeah. Carbon Did you hear fell. that they broke the record? You ever seen that movie Cannonball Run with Burt Reynolds and... Mm-mm. No, you got to watch it. It's kind of funny because there's even like the Cannonball Run song is by Menudo, which I never would have guessed that. But um, it's like a contest where they try to drive, I want to say from coast to coast and who can make it the like in the fastest time. And they made it from, um, I forget where they start. I mean, they've got to start somewhere out east. But my son was telling me, he's like, they broke the record. They were able to drive to California um in 25 hours and um and i said well no shit i'm like my two-hour commute to work only takes 35 minutes now there's nobody out there you can go 150 miles an hour if you want nobody's gonna say anything Mm -hmm. so i believe it that we cut emissions down because there's nobody on the roads anymore 
No one. Um, also, 2020 was the first year since the start of the Industrial Revolution that saw more coal plants closed than new ones open. So that means solar and wind power is now significantly cheaper than coal across most of the planet, which is good because it's cleaner, cheaper alternative to fossil fuels. Um, yes, I believe it. Okay, so I just I just looked this up. Steph, in the Cannonball Run Challenge is uh, you leave from New York City's Red Ball Garage to the Portofino Hotel in Los Angeles. It's 2,800 miles. And as of August of 2020, the record was 25 hours, 39 minutes with a top speed of 175 miles an hour and average speed 110 miles an hour. Shit. I know. Wouldn't that be so cool, though? No, it sounds. But I wonder, like, I mean, it's men, so they probably aren't even stopping to go to the bathroom. They just got like a big Gatorade bottle to piss in, and they go. Yeah, because I think when I drove, it was like thirty-two hours from Chicago to LA total. I think that's like average from here. Yeah, I don't know. I drove from Chicago to Vegas, but you know, we stopped. I'm like, I'm only driving, and then I'm stopping for the night. I'm not driving straight. I drove straight through Chicago to Vegas. That was twenty-four hours. No, thanks. I mean, I've done straight through to Florida before, like Panama City. That wasn't too bad. It was like 15 or 16 hours. Canada, we drive straight through. It's like 12 or 13 hours. But I don't know, 24 hours. eh, I'd rather have a hotel with a swimming pool for the night. I mean, I was a broke college student, so I just needed to get to L.A., but we did stop in Vegas. We did drive all the way home straight through coming home but there were three of us switching off so oh so one can sleep you know my niece recently moved out to i forget if she calls herself weho noho or soho she's in in hollywood and um she sent me like a little picture of her and her roommates on the beach um in malibu and they were like wearing carhartt like toques or uh hats beanies and they were wearing like coats and i'm like what the fuck is it that cold there no they're a bunch of babies is that what it is yeah because she sent me this picture she's like happy christmas eve from malibu and they've got their coats and hats on and it looks overcast but i Yeah, I mean, I was there in like October, November for school and in the morning it would be maybe a little bit cooler. Yeah. But we were all from Chicago, so we were all wearing like T-shirts and jeans Mm -hmm. and shorts. But people would be wearing like scarves and like coats and stuff. (laughs) And it would be like maybe 60 or... Yeah, Vegas was like that too. It would be chilly in the morning where you'd like throw a hoodie on or a coat in the morning. But by the afternoon it was like 60s and you're just like, yeah, no... Nothing like what we're having here. I hear the ice freezing. It's cracking and booming and it's creepy. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad we have it. Like, this is the first crazy snow we're supposed to get, but. And um, we don't have to drive in it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have have pet sitting I got to do. So. Oh, man. Figure it out. Bring all the cats back to your place. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, really quick. Electric cars are speeding growth. More cities banished more cars. We made the land greener. We made the oceans cleaner. We saved a lot of animals. Alternative meat had a good year. Drug legalization is winning, which, yes, yeah, we saw a lot of that this year. Legalize um, it. Yeah, Peter Tosh. Um, universal basic income had a great year. Um, Black Lives Matter became the biggest mass movement in history. 
Good. We started a work from home revolution, which I think is like a huge thing. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go back, by the way. I think it's going to be pretty much, well, if people can work from home and keep the emissions down and it's financially more sound to do it that way, I don't think they're going to be filling up office buildings anymore, honestly. I really don't. Um, and the internet passed its ultimate stress test. So nothing like went, <laughs> nothing just like collapsed because so many people were using the internet, which is That's good. true, which they always would say like, what if the grid goes down, man? Yeah. Um, we sued Facebook and Google. I know I'm waiting for my little payout. Did you join yeah. that lawsuit? I did for Facebook. Did Google have one? I don't know about Google. I know Robinhood did that little, uh, you know, stock investing oh, thing. Yeah. The kids do that. Robinhood had one. And I know for sure the Facebook one with the facial recognition. I j- jumped on that bitch. So I don't care if it's 50 bucks. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, we took historic small steps in space. Yeah. And we lastly avoided a Great Depression for now. So For now. Right. But still, I, I mean... Given everything, there were some some good things to come from it. So I agree. I mean, I was t- asking the kids the other day because obviously it was just me and the boys for Christmas. My sister invited us over, and when I saw her picture, she like they posted a picture. There's like ten of them, and they all have matching masks on. And so I like sent her a message and like, "LOL, did you guys not eat? Were you all wearing your matchy matchy masks for the whole night?" And she's like, "No, we just put them on to take the picture." <laughs> I'm like, you guys are such assholes. They didn't wear them the whole time? No. And my mom brought a friend and then my sister's stepson was there that they really never see. And I'm like, you guys didn't do Christmas right at all. Like, granted, my mom and her boyfriend and then my brother and his three kids, they've all had it. But it's like 50% of them had it already and 50% of them didn't. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm like, I'm so glad that this year I had a reason to be avoiding my dysfunctional family because I was just like, oh, no, COVID, we're in our bubble. Like, have a good Christmas. See you later. But also, depending Um, on how long ago you had it, you can get it again. Well, and the thing is, is my my three niece, two nieces and my one nephew, you know, their brothers and brother and sisters, they never were tested. Their mom and dad got tested and they both were positive, but the kids never got tested and they never showed any symptoms. They were all asymptomatic. So you don't know. But no, I was happy staying home. I, I made a prime rib for the first time. It was a little too rare for me, but the boys liked it. And uh, crab legs, that was an adventure because I had crab flying everywhere. Yeah. So (laughs) the kids are like, what the fuck are you doing? And like one leg is flying across the room and the meat splashed on like the candlesticks. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here. But it was good and fun. And none of us complained. We weren't like, oh, we miss so-and-so. We were all just like, "Mm, we're happy in our bubble. So we had a fire going. Yeah, it was all good. So. I mean, I'm happy in my bubble. <laughs> That's just, uh, too funny. Um, was at the end of the list, F? We got all That's 20? our 20 things. Yeah. Wow. That. Okay. Oh, no. But why I was saying that is I asked the kids, like, overall, like, did, do you feel like, th- you know, good things came out of the year? And, uh, of course, they were smart asses. And then I said, well, I feel like we spent a lot of quality time together. We shared a lot of meals together. And. You know, we did a lot of outdoor stuff and 
I got six squirrels out here. They're fat as fuck because I keep feeding them. So, you know, it's like, so that, yeah, they said overall, they felt like it wasn't a horrible year. They got paid to stay home for a couple months and banked that money. And, you know, work was relatively okay for them. It's not like they lost their jobs. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, I feel like it, we, we were fortunate enough to be able to handle this pandemic pretty, pretty well. Um, but, you know, we'll see what the new year brings. Let's hope, you know, we can get back to doing some stuff like we used to. Yeah. Uh, I like miss concerts. I miss sex. I miss Maybe summer. What? Maybe summer we can do some somewhat normal things i'm thinking i'm hoping like that at least you can do like a fest you know not like a big huge fest but like you know the neighborhood fest where they would have like food trucks and you know bands playing like i just kind of miss that whole social gathering i'm okay if if it's outside that's great like i'm not pushing to have indoor gatherings but it would be nice to you know have better weather and be able to be outside a little bit more Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, we are 32 minutes into the show, and I would just like to say we're on episode 88. <laughs> I was wondering if that was right, because I feel like we haven't said it in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, is 88 correct? Okay. Yes, 88 is correct, because when I got into Zencaster, I did, you know, I always type in the episode and I'm like, wait, we did 87 on the old school. So this is 88. And then February will be our two year, right? That's crazy. Yes. I was just working on my, I got a new planner. Actually, I got three new planners. I went to TJ Maxx the other day and I'm like, well, I'll use this one for finances and I'll use this one for my journaling and I'll use this one for my everyday stuff. And I want to say, should I, of course I don't have the planner in front of me, but yeah, we're going to be coming up on our two year anniversary. I think at the beginning of February. Yeah. So yeah, like 52 weeks. I mean, we've done a lot in the two years we've done. It'll be what almost a hundred or ninety something at that point, right? So that means we've only skipped a couple, which is more than I can say for some of my podcasts that I love listening to. They're like, "Okay, we're done for the season." I'm like, "You motherfuckers only did seven episodes. What is this? Isn't TV? This is podcasting." (laughs) I know. This morning there were no none of my podcasts I listened to had a new episode this week. I was like, "Eh." Yeah, because then they take the holidays off, too, which we used to do when we were dishing bitches. But the fuck? It's just me and you, girl. We're, we can record every day if we really want to. Another the thing with the 2020, we've learned that we don't even have to be anywhere near each other and we can do this. So No, but we had a lot of fans saying that they loved hearing like the old drops and stuff last week. Oh, so. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what was. Seriously, that was probably a highlight of the year, too, was like you just surprising me. I'm like, wait what you're at my door what you're <laughs> well, I'm glad because you know sometimes surprises aren't always welcome but you know I didn't want it to feel like uh it, regardless like I was like even if I just drop this off and leave like it was a surprise and it's it was fine I mean I had again what what else was I doing um 
but so I'm glad that it was a nice surprise and not like what it was. I was just embarrassed because the day before I was like, "Mm, no housework today. So when you came over, I'm like, I got to clean toilets and do dishes. Like, so I'm glad that I was able to sneak some of that stuff in while you were just sitting and chatting. (laughs) I was totally fine. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, thank you. Because that truly was. It was such a nice surprise. And then I've got some things on some Mandy's list, too. I had a few more nice surprises. So um, what's this? Okay, so what's this uh, Christy Smythe and this Martin Shkreli? I thought that guy was like history. Didn't he get fired or something or fined or well, he was in jail? He was that one that was like um, he increased the price of that drug by like 5000 percent overnight. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. And then, you know, he really needed the, that money because he bought like a one off Wu-Tang album for two million dollars or something. Um, he got convicted of fraud in 2017 and now he's in prison. Um, and like I, you've seen him, right? He just looks like he's just he's like a creepy. ugly little weirdo, like gross, yeah. grossest of the gross. It was just the story about this woman who she um, she's a she covered white collar crime for Bloomberg News. Um, she had, she was married, worked, her husband worked in finance. Um, she started covering this Martin Shkreli was whatever his name is. Yeah. Shkreli. Yeah. Something like that. Over the course of nine months, she quit her job, moved out of the apartment with her husband, divorced her husband because she fell in love with him. Um, (laughs) which is just like insanity. So she, now this was just like this whole interview with her. Um, it was just, I don't know if anyone has a chance to read it or have had a chance, has had a chance or haven't, but it's pretty interesting and a little bit crazy. It's called the journalist and the pharma bro, Chris, Christy Smith or Smythe. S-M-Y-T. I don't know. It looks like Smythe to me. It's with a Y. Uh, upended her life and stability for Martin Shkreli. And I don't even think they're like quote unquote dating anymore. But she, she, you know, gave it all up for him. <laughs> you know what? Like I guarantee you she was just looking for some excitement. Like, how old is she? Is she close to 40? Because she's going through her midlife crisis. Yeah. So she was probably looking for something exciting to happen in her life. Because she was probably bored as fuck being married. So, yeah, and then now she gets to be in the spotlight a little bit. She said, I don't know if I was being charmed by a master manipulator. Which it sounds like, but also like... You know, sometimes with those guys, that guy, that Dear John guy, at least yeah. he was, like, good looking at first glance. You know, once you feel realize what he was, it's like, ew, but this guy, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, what? He is I mean, disgusting. God bless these people that can really see through the garbage, because I, like, one red flag and I'm like, adios, brother. Like, I, you know, so to be a fucking creeper in jail for, like, trying to, you know, take advantage of people that really needed medication, like, fuck that. Why would you even want to know what his name is, let alone leave your whole normal, happy little life to deal with something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting story, though. And I just thought, like, of all people to, like, just completely upend your life and your marriage over, this is the guy. And she looks pretty normal. She doesn't look like 
one of the Manson people or something. No, man. <laughs> but it's like the crazy hides really good and normal people. <laughs> so. Okay, wait. No, maybe they are still together. Though his lawyers call her his fiance, she says they're life partners. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's very interesting. It was like, I think it's an L, that magazine. Someone did a whole interview with her. So, okay. Yeah, he just does. He looks like a total freaking creep. He is. Greasy hair. A little big nose. He's just like not even cute at all. Mm -mm. He looks like a little demon. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) I'd get my samurai sword out and be like, be gone, demon. You're not going to do that to your whole life like she did. You're just going to get him hell no i'm okay with the way my life is right now you know being single people like make it sound like it's horrible honestly it ain't really horrible i was talking to my cousin about that the other day i'm like i don't have to explain what the fuck i'm doing or where i'm going or who i'm with or when i'm gonna be back and i don't have to worry about you know cleaning up if i don't fucking want to i can hog up the whole bed i can eat cheese it's in bed if i want to like i don't know yeah you know I think when people it's the it's the people that have never been able to be comfortable being alone that make the big deal about being single is what it is. I agree. I think it's just, you know, it's kind of exacerbated, at least for me right now, just being alone for like a year in your apartment. But I think in general, yeah, I'm pretty okay with not having to like worry or concern myself with someone else day in and day out. Yeah. And I mean, you're like, for me, I was married for 20 years, you know, so I was always responsible for somebody else. So it's like a vacation to be single for me. (laughs) Like, you know, my kids are adults, like they're responsible for themselves. Yeah, I cook and clean and whatever. But if I was home alone, I'd probably be feeling like you, like, you know, ready to crawl the walls just because you still need to interact with people. So thank goodness my kids are here. But yeah, I was telling my aunt on Christmas Eve, I like noticed myself more and more like talking to myself. I'm like, is this That's normal? People get nuts, but like more so than usual, like watching something and being like, oh, that guy, you know, like, like who am I talking to right now? I do that all the time, though. My niece, the one that moved to California, she's in West Hollywood, by the way, and her her little cousins on her mom's side. Um, they made up a song and it goes, I have beef between my teeth and I'm at a loss without my flaws. Like, it's such a silly little song. <laughs> and I was like doing laundry and I started singing that. And so I texted her. I'm like, why am I singing the beef between my teeth song? She's like, I do that all the time. <laughs> so but I will. I'll be watching TV and I'm like, no, bitch. No, don't do that. Like, what are you stupid? Like, I... Yeah. It doesn't matter. I've always talked to myself and I always will. I don't care. Yeah, we were just she was she lives alone, too. So she was kind of agreeing that it's gotten a little bit worse than normal. But well, whatever. Do you, do you find that when you're in the grocery store, though, that you kind of do it a lot and that people look at you because they can hear you? No, but I definitely do like more. And I think it's just as I've gotten older, where if someone's like annoying me, I'll just say it out loud. Like. Of course you're going to fucking do that now. Like, I was just like... Okay, I do that in the grocery store. And I'm like, yeah. fuck face, can you move it over a little bit? Thinking, right. like, just talking. And then they kind of look at me and they move over. Yeah, like, you don't realize you're saying things out loud that normally you're just, like, in your head. Like, oh, these fucking people. Or, 
it's mostly like of course of course of course you're gonna be an asshole yeah <laughs> like, i'll just say it no i definitely i caught myself in the grocery store because somebody looked at me and i'm like oh they heard me okay whatever <laughs> so <laughs> i just gotta be more careful i guess but i don't ah, really give a shit they think you are they're not gonna yeah that. right if they think i'm crazy they're not gonna fuck with me they don't know that i'm gonna be like that lady you know f- fucking brethren. brethren lady <laughs> that's my um that's always my best defense is that i just act crazier and then yeah you're like motherfucker right <laughs> just trying to help you motherfucker <laughs> i got rid of the drop it's somewhere else otherwise i'd play it um so steph are you gonna be getting this <laughs> burger in china this, I like see, Oreos, this, is, but... this is why they had the virus start in china i'm telling you this right now because they do the stupidest shit with their food all right go ahead a week ago china released um mcdonald's in china released a spam burger so it's made of spam which is horrible i've never had spam i don't i think that's the part that turns me off the most here um really yeah. Spam kind of tastes like Canadian bacon. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, it's topped with Oreos. So um, it's gross. made with two slices of Spam, mayo, and topped with Oreo crumbs. Limited run of these, about 400000 for the price of, it's like two U.S. dollars each, which is, you know, pretty cheap. But do you want Oreo crumbs on your Spam burger with mayo? I don't know. I don't know. That's just such a gross combo. Like I would dip my fries in my like caramel sundae or my hot fudge sundae, but I'm not dipping spam in Oreo crumbs. That's just that's a no. There was a tweet in the article from someone who tried it and said it wasn't bad. But I don't know that wasn't bad is enough for me to try it. Like well, exactly. What are you gonna go for lunch and go, well, I'm gonna get something that, that's it's not horrible. Like, no, you wanna eat something you're gonna enjoy. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Which PS, I have come to the conclusion that perhaps I did have a mild version of the virus because I am having issues with certain dairy products just not tasting right. Is hmm. that weird? It might. I mean, like I said, my cousin that hosted Christmas Eve had the virus and she said something she makes every year that I love. She's like, it tastes funny this year. I'm like, I think it's just her taste buds are still affected because it tasted good to me. So, I mean, that is part of it. Because I love ranch dressing and the, a couple times like we got B-dubs and, you know, you dip your carrots and your wings and stuff in the ranch. And I, I like dipped a carrot in the ranch like twice and I'm like, uh-uh, this does not taste right. It was a brand new bottle of ranch dressing. And then I usually buy like Colby Jack or Cheddar Jack cheese, you know, like and um i put cheese like on one of my salads and i'm like oh my god this just ruined it like i cannot stand the taste of the colby cheese or the jack i don't know which one it is i'm okay with cheddar but not with the colby or the jack isn't that weird yeah it could be i know the more i thought about it i'm like why are there only certain dairy products because my cousin's like well maybe the dressing was bad or maybe the cheese was bad i'm like they're they're from different stores and they were both brand new how could they both be bad did the boys taste it 
Um, they've had the ranch and they haven't said anything. And the cheese they use all the time and they didn't say anything. Like yeah. this tastes weird. Maybe it's old or but for me it definitely was a really different taste. And maybe I kind of had it and you you got out unscathed, which I'm weird. thinking, but remember me even saying on the show that like just no meals that were satisfying, like nothing was really tasting satisfying to me. So maybe I don't know. I thought that was really weird. But when it happened with the ranch last week and I was like, oh, OK, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So. um, All right. Well, speaking of Corona, you had <laughs> you found this, you know, we love the the WAP song WAP. I don't even know. What, or How do people say that, it? Uh, do I, I think I say WAP. WAP. Yeah. OK, so Steph, you found this with the Johns Hopkins people. The nerds are pissed off. <laughs> I said safe and chic, seven days a week. Wear a mask, please. Make that COVID curve weak. Boo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm asking that you wear a mask, please. When you're out at a shop, you've got to wear a mask, please. Don't just hold it like a prop. You've got to wear a mask, please. Put it on, let it match your clothes. Rock the science with the pose. With the mask right on your face, so it covers your mouth and nose. Let the doctors be your guide. Block all the droplets, keep them inside. Wear it secure, not left untied. On your chin, can't let that slide. Curves to spread, can't be denied. Wear a mask and do it with pride. I want you to put that face mask on. Right in front of your schnoz It's not cruel, don't be a fool Out in public, it's a fool I don't mean to ridicule But let me take you all to school No squabbling, bothering, please don't drive me Quick mask up, give me six feet beside me I'll show you how to wear it even though it should be easy I'll run real far for like just too close to me Get a test, if you're sick It's not that bad and super quick If you're positive, don't be afraid Just isolate to keep up the safe Now get your water and your soap You've got to wear a mask Please don't take it down Just for pictures, got to wear a mask Mask, please can't have transmission. Don't dismiss me. Got to wear a mask. Please now don't complain. Cause I want to see you wear a mask, please. There you go. Oh, you know, and then my internet, yeah. <laughs> then my internet uh, started acting up. So I didn't do the whole song, but that was kind of good. I mean, yeah. considering it was from the nerds, like they did a good job. Yeah. They, you know, took a probably like song of the year. And made it COVID friendly. <laughs> right. Although I prefer this version. Do you? you know. This one. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as long as we're talking still about a little bit of Corona, like what's up with Kirk Cameron? Didn't he turn into like a born again Christian or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, like he, he would do those movies and have his wife was like the stand in to if he had to kiss the person. Oh, he he's a creepy dude else? like Pence's. Like, okay, it mother. He's so cute. Well, he used to be. I don't know if he still is. You know what? Just because you look good don't mean the brain is good. That's all I have to say. But I guess he had yeah. a second caroling event in um, Southern California where he invited a bunch of people to come out and uh, sing Christmas carols with no masks on. And so um, he, I guess apparently he got a warning because it was like 100 people right next to the Oaks Mall. And it was actually right next to a COVID testing center. And they're all out there singing carols without masks on. So 
No one said Kirk Cameron was going to win a prize for his intelligence. Or acting or anything. So what else? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What else do we have in the news this week, Steph? Because we're doing, obviously, we're doing what's popping, but we never really played Cardi what's B. What's popping? Ilaria Baldwin. Now. I make money moves. It's what's, what's popping. Pop. All right. What do you got, Steph? Ilaria. I think that's how she says it. Ilaria. Yes, I watched the clip with her, and I'm like, "Bitch, I'm more Spanish than you are." Ilaria. Her name is. Have you seen the other clips though, where she's like in like the last whatever years interviewing and like how you say cucumber? Like she like. (laughs) No, I did not see that, but I saw her sounding very American with absolutely no Spanish accent, trying to explain away why she calls herself Ilaria and Mm -hmm. why she considers herself Spanish, even though she's not. She's Hillary fucking Thompson, you know, or Thomas or whatever the fuck her name was. Yeah. Yeah, she's from Boston, but I guess her mom moved to Spain at some point. So she, I don't know, decided... She's not that interesting looking, so maybe it would make her a little bit more interesting to say she's Spanish from Spain. Um, I mean, there's interviews of her saying she came here when she was 19, and which is a a very blatant lie. Right, it's a lie. (laughs) I always thought she was kind of a weirdo. I mean, my friend Tina liked her yoga videos, and I remember one time I was like, I don't like her. Like, I just... She just kind of bugged me. So now I'm really enjoying all this, especially because it started because Amy Schumer posted a picture of herself with her son, like post baby body, kind of like making fun of Hilaria or just Hillary Baldwin's post. And then like would have been fine, whatever. But Alec Baldwin's wife then responded and said something about enough with the body shaming, which is just so (laughs) off base with all of it with Amy Schumer she never body shamed she, she embraced it was body her. shaming because she was making fun of her post but it was more um like she has I don't even know how to explain because I don't really understand what she meant by it because it mm-hmm. was wrong but because of all that it came out where people were like can we also discuss that she's been pretending to be spanish for all these years and she's not and that like took off like people on twitter were like yeah she's my second cousin she's not spanish <laughs> um and it became like a whole thing so then she posted this like 7 minute long video about really not explaining it at all just kind of talking in circles that's um, the one I watched. She yeah. did not have an accent in it at all. She right. had no like real good reasons why she was pretending to be Spanish. You know, it was weird. She and just then, was like weird. her kids' names are all like very Spanish. It's like Carmen, Rafael, um, Eduardo, Leonardo. Like they all she have very some Spanish Ninja Turtles names. over there. <laughs> she's just a weirdo and i mean alec baldwin's not the most sane person so i guess he met his match and i was well, just kind baldwin of enjoying family's kind of nuts right yeah, yeah yeah i think steven's really gone off the rails um but it was it was kind of fun to to like check in on and then she posted a little bit later like i think this was sunday that she wasn't um gonna post anymore she was exhausted but then like two hours later it was like a video of her and her kids meditating and then something else it was like just log off 
log off. I, I mean, it's these people, they're like addicted to the attention. I don't get it at all. I truly don't. And it was funny because I remember I like bragged. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do a fun Christmas card every year. I went through my picture stuff. We probably took two pictures this whole year of like me and the kids. <laughs> and I'm like, well, looks like we're not doing unless I do it. Like I took a million pictures of my squirrels and the sunset and birds. I'm like, you know, I'm just not one of those people that enjoys pictures of myself, let alone being on camera or any of that. So I just I don't get that mentality with the, the, these these movie yeah, stars. She really, or, she's yeah. Well, they're and I mean they're not even movie stars. Like, what the fuck are the Kardashians? They're nothings, but somehow they just manage to keep staying in the public eye for some reason. I mean, I'm hoping with their show going away that that will kind of go away. But who knows with social media now? They'll all just go away. My right? cousin actually gave us. So we have like a cousin group chat we've had since quarantine started. It's just like five of us. There's like 10 of us total. Yeah. So half of us are in it. Um, And she gave us this frame with like a collage of like some of the pictures and like stuff from this year that we've sent in the group chat and it was like the cutest funniest gift oh that sounds cute yeah if anyone's looking for some funny idea i thought that was really cute i think i saw online a couple people were making like collages in the shapes of things like of pictures and stuff like that because i mean honestly really what do we have going on this year? We don't have concert tickets. We don't have pictures from fun dinners or vacations. Like we really don't have anything. It's small. So I can put it up in my apartment, but she also included the picture of our favorite black guy with the, the wiener <laughs> in the collage. Cause he was a star of our group chat this year. <laughs> oh my God. Cause there were so many great, like just memes of that guy. I mean, how could he, he the storm and the carrot, and all of that stuff like you couldn't not just pass those along yeah Mm -hmm. well speaking of an online thing my okay so you tiktok and if you go on lily hayes on tiktok l-i-l-i hayes it my son showed me this like she is way better than um angry grandma and tommy big time Tommy this she's I think this lady is legit like Spanish of some sort um but she cannot say pumpkin pie so let me play that for you okay idiot <laughs> oh yeah I want the telephone for the pancake pie pink pink pie a pancake pie what pancake pie I want pancake pie give me the phone number from the apple pie you want apple pie now? Whatever it is, pancake pie. Pancake pie, man. Do you really think it's called pancake pie? No, no, it's similar to pancake pie. Of course, no. Pancake is pancakes. <laughs> it's the the pancake. No pancake. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know to talk anymore. It's because of you, asshole. What's it called? Pink pink pie. <laughs> Fix your lips, bro. Fix your ass, bro. <laughs> How many times I have to get me to get the number of the pancake pie? Eat. <laughs> she just goes, eat shit. Yes, I, she's been on my For You page. She's hilarious. And they're just always messing with her. And all she does is yell at them. But she's hilarious. So, yeah, I got sucked into the rabbit hole on Joey's phone with that. Because then she also did, you know, our... Um, 
oh my gosh, why am I drawing a blank on his name all of a sudden? Con mucho, mucho amor. You know, that guy. Um, why am I drawing a blank on him right now? I don't know. Oh, Steph, we talked. Well, whatever. You're so she's the guy that died? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of his name. I know who you're talking about. Oh, I'm embarrassed because he was such a big part of like our culture. Now, uh, unlike Ilaria, I am Hispanic. (laughs) (laughs) Although most of the Hispanics I know, they try to pretend that they're not. Like I the one girl I work with, she's she's Mexican to the bone, and so is her husband, but her kids are Aria, Liam, and Benjamin. (laughs) Those are those are not Hispanic names. My brother's um, friend is uh, having a baby and they're naming it Aria. I feel like that Game of Thrones name is popular. Yeah. Oh, it's Walter Mercado. So this yes. Lily Hayes, this little grandma, she dresses up like him and she's like throwing roses. But instead of saying mucho, she's saying muncho, like with an N. So I'm like, I don't know how Hispanic she is if she's saying muncho. <laughs> So, but I, that that really cracked me up when Joey showed me that because we had pumpkin pie, and so now I'm like, you want some pumpkin pie, pumpkin pie? Like I just I try to make them laugh. Did you have pumpkin pie for Christmas? I bought pumpkin pie for Christmas. Yeah. So you brought me that strawberry shortcake cake, which mm-hmm. th- I'm telling you, the kids gobbled that shit up. I think I that had like good. And then good. I had a death by chocolate cake from work, and then I had more chocolate cupcakes. And then I bought a pumpkin pie for Christmas because I was like, all right, we need a break from the cake. And then it was Joe's birthday on Saturday. So then I got him an ice cream cake. <laughs> so Man, I'm coming back over. Yeah, we've had, well, you should have come back over. I'm like, Steph picked a wrong weekend because Joe wanted Lumalnati's and ice cream cake for his birthday. Nice. So I picked up uh, the Lou, which is spinach, mushrooms, and tomato with mozzarella cheese. And then I picked up a Chicago classic, which is just the big hunk of sausage. So, uh, yeah, I still have a couple slices left, Steph. <laughs> <laughs> We were it just talking. Per- I like Lumonati's, but I prefer Giordano's deep dish. I think Giordano's has more of a sweet sauce to it, and I like the sweeter sauce. Yeah. My I boss mean, Lou's always is- gets mad when I say that because he like loves Lumonati's and always orders it. Yeah, like, but I, I think Lumonati's and Giordano's, like it's almost the same because I think they were related or something and they got in a fight and then one left and I don't know. I'd have to well, look up that the- Lou Malnati's crust that everyone loves, which I'm not as huge of a fan of. Is oh that butter crust? It is really good. Well, it's got like the corn. I don't know. Is it corn starch? It's, it's got it's, It definitely is. It's more like a biscuity kind of like a crunchy bis like a pie crust. I don't know how to describe it, but they do put the butter on it, so it's like a buttery crust. I don't know. I love it. I mean, I'm a carb girl and I don't really care. Me too. Um, So Steph, you had on here (laughs) that a church accidentally used um, Tupac's Hail Mary instead of like the real Hail Mary. (laughs) Yeah, it's like an old story, but I never knew. It was from 2016 and it was um, this church, I think in Sri Lanka. It's not letting me open the thing. Um, They accidentally printed... Can you? Oh, yeah. You see how it will yeah, open? Um, oh, here. I don't know. Anyway. Do you see it now? I can open the link. Hold on. I'll tell you. In their it. Christmas program, it was the words to Tupac, Hail Mary, and not 
the uh, yeah it was in sri lanka and uh, they accidentally printed out the lyrics to tupac's hail mary but i do have a little bit of that song here hail mary I mean, it's it's a jam. It's not a bad Christmas service. I wouldn't mind that. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy. Picture paragraphs are loaded. Wise words being quoted. Beat the weakness in the rap game and sold it. Bow down, pray to God, hoping that he's listening. Seeing niggas coming for me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Maybe in Sri Lanka, they were just like, I hope it's a tradition they kept alive for years after. (laughs) I wouldn't mind it. Mama told me never stop until I bust a nut. (laughs) Fuck the world if they can't adjust. (laughs) Okay. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. I was always Biggie versus Pac. Just saying. You were a Biggie, Team Biggie? Yeah, I'm Team Biggie. Hell yeah. Yeah. He had some know. jams. I don't think I ever picked a side. I liked both of them. I know my really good friend, sophomore year of high school, loved Tupac, and he died on her birthday, and I felt bad for him. Oh, that's yeah. sad. I always think of that. Yeah. Um. So, Steph, there's another monolith out there. <laughs> I know. This is crazy. But this one you could take a bite out of. It was a gingerbread monolith in San Francisco. <laughs> showed up on Christmas morning. It had all sorts of wonderful gumdrops on there. And so, uh, you know, people were out there licking it just to make sure it was gingerbread. And It's a uh, pandemic. Like, this is just, this has got to stop. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would crack up if I saw, like, a gingerbread monolith in my yard. It It'd was, be like, a funny little, like, take on the whole thing. But licking it let's let's not do that right now true it is a pandemic although somebody said like if you get it in your eyes or your nose like that you you know you can get sick but somebody said if it's like on food or whatever your stomach acid kills it like i don't know how true that is but Hmm. Hmm. i I don't know that's just a rumor don't hold it don't hold me to it Um, support that uh, if we are all like safe to travel next year, I think I've made up my mind that we'll probably do Vegas for my 50th birthday. Yeah, I know. That's what Joey was saying, right? Yeah. Well, and I'm like, I really want to go to the beach. He's like, oh, then I ain't going. I want to go to Vegas. And I'm like, oh, but it's my 50th birthday. It's only your 24th birthday. So um, I think what we might do is like fly to Vegas, like get a car, go to Cali for my birthday and sit on the beach for a day or two and then go back to Vegas for like his birthday and Christmas and New Year's. Um, But we got to go to this Suncoast Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. (laughs) I think that's where I stayed when I went there for the night. This is all coming full circle. Really? When we drove to... LA and stopped in Vegas. I think we stayed at Suncoast. There you go. The show's over. We've come. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> That's um, so crazy. Well, it's interesting because even when I lived there, if you were a local, you didn't go to, you know, Bellagio. You didn't go to Caesars. You went to these like off the strip kind of weird casinos. And if you were a local and you lived there, that's where you did your gambling because those slot machines paid out you know more than the ones on the strip and well, yeah, the i'm reason trying why to remember there 
um, my friend that lives there now, she's the one who drove with me and her aunt lived there at the time and got us the, we were supposed to just stay with her aunt, but she okay. got us the hotel room at this hotel instead yeah, of having so to it's, stay with her. Yeah. It's these weird ones that you, you know, they're not on the strip. They're not big hotel casinos. They're small, but those are the ones that pay out. So this guy, he only is going by Kevin. He doesn't want anybody to know who he really is. Um, he won 15 point five million dollars on a slot machine merry fucking christmas man right it was a mega bucks progressive jackpot at the suncoast casino wow like and he only put forty dollars in the machine and he won all that money that gives people like me some hope because i'm never putting a lot of money in the, the me either man i i loved my little lobster mania machines or whatever it was because when you like press the button it would go it just played the b52s i'm like i'm i love this machine and then a little fisherman would come out and he's like oh i see you got some lobsters in the pot let's see what you got with his like you know new england accent it was an entertaining game and it was a penny slot so that's all you can ask for. Um, right. But it wasn't progressive and I didn't win $15 million. But so next year stuff, we got to get our, we got to get our, uh, our game plan together and like find out what, well, cause B lives there, right? She can tell us what these local casinos that the locals yeah, bitch, I mean, she can tell us local casinos, but she doesn't gamble. So I don't know. No, when I lived there, I didn't gamble either. It was like people would be like, we're in town, we're at Caesars. And I'm like, fine, I'll meet you over there. Even like, before you know, that, she never. Like we went when we were 21, I think, that summer we all went. And she yeah. didn't gamble. She's, she's a weirdo. No, I mean, I don't mind doing it when I'm there on vacation. Because when you go there, generally the people you're with, they like to gamble. Otherwise, you wouldn't be going to Vegas. And I know my son, Joe, likes to gamble. So <laughs> that's why he wants to go. I don't mind going because there's always something to do when it's not a pandemic. So, yeah. um, And just saying, even though it is a pandemic stuff, uh, the New Year's Eve Live, CNN's New Year's Eve Live, the show will still go on. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen uh, will we'll be in Times Square. However, Times Square is closed to the public. So... We'll still be able to like watch them. I don't know what they're gonna do. Dance, sing. Well, you know, yeah. I like my Andy Cohen. So I know you like Andy Cohen. That's Maybe I'll tune in this year. So stuff. I figured out that um, we could make some money podcasting if we sold out to Audible. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Well, the thing is, is that then they owe they own your podcast. So like. They could be like, okay, stuff's in the city. We found two other stuffs to replace you. Get the fuck out of here. But I mean, they're going to pay. Fuck. Here you go. Yeah. So the, so I just find it interesting that so many people now are getting into podcasting. Like we're OG. We got into it, what, 10 years ago almost. So um, yeah, more than that. I mean, Steve Dahl was in it a long time ago. And that's how I I came up with the idea of this show. I was like, I'm tired of listening to men talk. Where are the women at? And that's like, we'll start one. I'm like, okay. So, um, but Audible put out an ad. It was on Facebook and it's like, your podcast could be the next one everyone's talking about and we want to help you get it heard. So they, if you meet their eligibility criteria, they would give you $10,000 to develop your idea into a fully produced podcast, pilot, or program. They cover production costs. They provide script guidance and editorial guidance. Um, 
you can use their equipment. So it's kind of interesting. I'd like to see how many podcasts come out of this because Audible definitely has a good listener base with all of the programs they offer. But I mean, Radio Misfits Podcast Network has been around a very long time and we also have a lot of programs to offer. So yeah, but you know, I'm still salty that Ed said it's not like you guys are going to make any money. I still don't like that when when your podcast network boss that's what he tells you. True. Well, but I it think doesn't feel like you know they really believe in you. So yeah, we're, we're we, Audible. What's what's the link here? Let's do Audible. This. I don't know what the link is. You do have to go to Audible. I think, but I I thought it was interesting because I'm just like, wow, they're out there begging people like we'll pay you what's your podcast idea but i mean if you type in like makeup 10,000 podcasts come up if you type in sex 10,000 podcasts come up so it's like how saturated is the market going to be and honestly where where is the you know okay you can join like a network where they're going to pay you but like where is all the money coming from in the future do you know what i mean like it's hard to monetize a podcast these days in my- I agree, but I also think, though, um, that Audible is recognizing that there's a lot of money to be made as well. You know, so I think that's why they're willing to to do something like this to kind of take advantage of the smaller podcasts who aren't sure how to monetize. And true, um, true. Know that it's an investment for them that, you know, makes sense. So, well, listeners, if you're out there and you're like, yeah, I want to back the Steps in the City podcast, how do I do that? Well, you can call us at 312-508-3552. You can email us at stepsinthecity at gmail.com. Um, you can instant message us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, even YouTube, I think. You could probably get a hold of us on there and Twitter as well. So quite frankly, there's nothing holding you back from supporting our fabulous podcast if that is something that you would like to do. I just, I mean, Steph, honestly, in my opinion, I just haven't been hitting anybody up to sponsor us just because it's been a rough year on a lot of businesses and people in it's general. It's also, though, hard to like, I was just trying to get numbers and was basic. We were told, like, I don't know why you're even bothering looking into it. So that's where it was a little bit disheartening. <laughs> right. I mean, we definitely have listeners out there because when we skip, I hear about it. Where's the show? Where's the show? So um, or even like when I went to physical therapy and I'm talking to my therapist, she's like, oh, my friend listens to your show. I'm like, "Okay." So, I mean, I know we've got listeners out there. It's just hard to narrow it down now that we're on so many different podcast platforms. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the tough part. Um, So, Steph, I know you love to fart. And just farts in general. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know that I love to, but I do. La- farts will forever make me laugh. <laughs> they yeah. do make me laugh too. Um, I kind of want to get a Tesla now because they have a boombox feature on the models that uh, popped up. I think uh, after 2019, you have to have the boombox mode, um, which you have to have these their uh, speakers on the outside of your vehicle, not just on the inside, but they, they updated this um, boom box mode, which now you can have like custom audio on the outside of your car. So like while you're driving, you know, you can play different music and um, they have fart sounds, goat sounds. They have like, how amazing would it be to just like 
honk your horn, but it farts at someone. That would be so good. That's exactly what it does. So it's like a little, you know, like a little computer screen and you can change your horn to pretty much all of these crazy sounds like uh, they had like the Caribbean, like brass steel drums or whatever. Like it's all these crazy sounds. And then they even like they back up the car and then drive it to show you what it would be like with all these different sounds. And of course, you know, like Tesla owners asked, like, we want the fart option. So. That's the best one. That squeaker. Like, you got a tight butthole on that one. So good. That's my fart app, everyone. I love that app. But did you see that? I don't know. Did you miss it? Because you could make Santa Claus fart. Is he not on there anymore? Oh, it's not something. There's, like, Christmas lights on it right now, which I didn't realize. Yeah. So if you press on Santa... Santa farts the whole time. Oh, I think you have to cross him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's farting. That's pretty good. Good on them. <laughs> I can't stop it. <laughs> I had to just close it out. Oh, that's too funny. We were we both finished playing. eating. You know, we were all eating with our families. My brother and I were in the dining room at my cousin's with my dad. And he's like sitting on the couch. And like my cousin walked in the room and he's just laying there farting. And I know it's like now at least a closer knit family <laughs> occasion. Not like everyone there. But really? Are you really doing that right now? Like farting up a storm. Wait, well, that was your brother or your dinner. dad? My brother. Oh, yeah. But you say your brother farts all the time. I. You know, sometimes I don't even think when guys are so used to having like poor manners like that, they don't even realize that they're doing it. I just like really we're all sitting there. Although I think Saturday before I left my mom's, I farted on her and like could not stop laughing. So I don't know who I'm talking about right now. <laughs> I think that was Christmas dinner. Like somebody's I, I had Coca-Cola. I was burping so loud because I never drank pop. And I'm like, this is fun. And I'm like, like burping really. I'm like, it's a good thing. It's just the three of us because we're eating like prime ribbing or not crab legs. And I'm burping like a burping away. Yes. But I was having so much fun because I don't hardly ever drink pop. Like, so the carbonation just gets to me. And I was like, burping is fun. This is cool. Oh, stuff. So what do we have going on uh, this week with our position of the day? So I think I'm going to do the 30th, which All is right, Wednesday. I'm going to play, play a little Richard Cheese. Get me in the mood right now. It is Lincoln Logs. <laughs> Lincoln like as an a- L-I-N-K-I-N. So linked up. Lincoln Logs. Oh, okay. And they're both laying down, facing away from each other. Um, yeah, Lincoln Logs, because they're they're being lazy, I guess. There you go. Maybe they got morning breath, so they're avoiding. Oh, that could be face. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have said morning wood. <laughs> that would. Do you know? Good. So we're like at the end of the book because thirty first, and then the last page has the two authors and it's two women 
Yeah, I want to say they're Canadian too. Didn't we figure that out because some of their positions were like Canadian names or something like that? I think we just guessed about the Canadian thing, but I didn't realize it was two women. Hey, bitches get creative. I know if you and I had to come up with all sorts of positions for the year, we could probably do it. Yeah, I'm like missionary, missionary, (laughs) missionary. Hey, today's 88, episode 88. You get eight twice. Get it? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't mind that one. Maybe that'll be the uh, the name of the episode. I don't, yeah, is that like, okay? Will we well, get we can use the name, the word eight, like the number eight. You get eight twice. Get it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I've got my Samandy's five things. So five much to be thankful that for. Samandy likes. These are the things that Samandy likes. Five things that Samandy likes. These are the things that Samandy likes. Woo! Thanks, Estelle. Stella Sonic from the Strays in the UK. And um, they're just fabulous. So if you like a little rockabilly, um, just get online and type in the Strays UK. And you'll find them, and their music's pretty awesome. So, and it, it, she keeps it, her and Gaz, her husband Gary, they keep hinting like, if we ever get to Chicago, I'm like, yes, please come stay. I would love for them to come in for Riot Fest. I would love to get them to play Riot Fest. You know, they have a lot of local bands. I think they would do like really well there. So, mm-hmm. that is the Strays. Um, so number one on my list, stuff donuts. Yeah. Um. I have, uh, it's kind of funny because I usually only see him once a year up in Canada because he usually fishes up there the same week we're fishing up there. <laughs> and uh, this year he asked for my address and he has a photography business. So I'm thinking like, oh, maybe he's sending out some cute Christmas cards or whatever. So I give him my address. Dude, uh, like the I think it was the 23rd. So the day after my birthday, there's a package at the door and it's uh, Gold Belly Stan's donuts and i was like what who is this from so i open it up sure enough it's from my friend dave and um and it was like the little cake donuts but the minis in one box it was like a whole box of mini donuts and then the other box had like cute little um you know like when you order fries from mcdonald's they're in like those little paper envelopes that the fries come in so but these were stands like little envelope pouches to put the donuts in and then it had sprinkles and frosting so um we just heated up the donuts a little bit and then put the frosting on and they were phenomenal so yeah um, that sounds really i like stands yes i know me too like we usually get them at work or well lately we've been getting do right donuts um more often than stands but i thought like what a cute idea so just know that's an option to to if you want to send gifts to people you're not going to see them you can send them the box of stands donuts and they can decorate them themselves they were so cute so uh shout out to my fishing buddy dave that was so nice yeah and then my my kids are like hey is he single why don't you why don't you date him because he's got like a nice fishing boat and all sorts of stuff right so they're thinking about themselves bad kids and canada and well he lives in wisconsin so it just so happens we met up in canada because we seem to book the same week every year at the same place so um 
we've known them for years. Well, him, he was engaged. No, he's not, but known, known him for years. So like, that's why I said, I'm like, oh, maybe he's sending me a Christmas card. So well, he sent me donuts. And I said, I go, oh, I made the nice list. And he was like, you're going to have to wait for your naughty gift. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, so number two on my list this year, it's going to be a little bit long stuff because we're talking New Year's Eve traditions and superstitions. Okay. Um, I am going to tell you what, uh, what I do for prosperity that honestly, if you go in my wallet, <laughs> these are the things you're going to find. So these are items that you should keep in your wallet year round. And it, it's no better time than the new year to do this. So put a small chestnut either in your purse or your wallet that attracts prosperity. Um, an acorn in your wallet or your purse. That's also, big. how could you fit either of those in your wallet? I have like a, I have like one of those little coach like wristlets that okay. I keep like my cash and credit cards in. So right now I do have a chestnut. I do have an acorn in there that I picked out of my yard. Um, and then also a piece of citrine, the crystal citrine. And I also have a piece of aventurine in my wallet. So I probably have more rocks and, and seeds than I do money in there. But <laughs> um, so that's something that I started doing last year. And then on, on actual New Year's Eve, the things that I did was I put silver on my windowsills. So all I did was grab quarters and stick them on my windowsills outside. Like on my deck, I have a bunch of windows. So I just stuck a bunch of, and there's still quarters there on the windowsills from last year. Um, I did the 12 grapes at midnight. So you, you have to eat the 12 grapes, um, like kind of one after another, after another. And if you really want to be precise, you can eat your 12 grapes and kind of like note if it was sweet, sour, you know, tart, uh, you, you, like write that down and whatever that grape tasted like. So like if the first grape you eat is super sweet, you know that the month of January is going to be a good month. If it's really tart, you know, it might be a rough month. So um, New Year's Day if you eat your black eyed peas, your collard greens and your pork, like you, usually they do like the the hocks in with the greens, but I just do bacon um, and the black eyed peas, the greens and the pork are all supposed to also uh, ensure that you have a prosperous year. Okay. Um, and then you are not supposed to do any laundry or any dishes or sweep the floors on New Year's Day. Like you have to avoid all of that. So get your laundry done before New Year's Day. Get all that stuff done. Um, and then on New Year's Day, you're only you're supposed to have seafood and round food items. So um, like onion rings, calamari, round biscuits, like you're just supposed to eat round foods. Don't ask me why. This is just hmm. what I read. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that one. And then um, your panties, like there's, if you go online and look, there's a list of different colored panties that you wear on New Year's Eve mean different things. So I think a few years I like picked them for like love or whatever. And obviously that didn't fucking work. You know what I did? I wore polka dot panties last year and that 
insured prosperity again. And I'm telling you, knock on wood, I've been okay financially all year. So I think whatever I I did. What? I can't believe I just said that word. I don't think I have polka dot underwear. Well, so buy some because another tradition is to wear a new item of clothing on New Year's Eve. So it's a little investment into a prosperous year. Okay. I mean, why not? A new pair, a new pair of underpants <laughs> isn't going to hurt. Yeah. So those were my, those are my New Year's rituals that I do. I think the one that I'm going to add this year is, um, is the packing the suitcase and having it wait by the door because that ensures that you're going to be um, traveling a lot. So I kind of would like that. Yeah. And and then superstition has it that um, because a pig always like roots forward, that's why you have to eat pork on New Year's Day If because it, it'll help you move ahead through the year. If you eat chicken... Um, it's going to ruin your year because chicken scratches backwards. Like imagine the chickens like kind of, you know, scrabbling it for food out in the, you know, yard or whatever. They scratch backwards. You don't want to eat any animal on New Year's Day that scratches back. Got it? Got it. Uh, red underwear for love. Throw a bucket of water out the door to get all the bad juju out. And then you put a suitcase outside the door for travel. So I'm going to do the suitcase this year and all the other things I did last year, I'm going to do it all. So, um, yeah. So stuff, get on it. I mean, if you just Google New Year's Eve superstitions, you will find so many. So just pick the ones that work for you. I'm going to, yeah, I'm definitely going to try to remember a couple of those. I can, I can forward you this list. <laughs> but I mean, there's so many, but I'm telling you, um, you know, the ones for prosperity, like I said, I mean, I, I did okay. So we'll, we'll keep on moving on that one. Um, then number three, get out your pens and paper. People are always asking me like, what am I, what, what are you watching? What's good on TV? What are you watching? So this week I found so much good stuff because obviously I'm off on vacation from work. Um, So let's do Hulu first. I watched that movie Underwater. It's with Kristen Stewart, which I'm not a big fan of hers, but it was a really good movie. She was good in that that gay holiday movie. It was cute. I didn't watch that. Uh, Superfan Marilyn said that it was wonderful. So it's on my list. I haven't watched that yet. Um. So underwater on Hulu and then um, Netflix. Holy shit. I watched that Midnight Sky. It's that George Clooney movie. It was so good. The ending kind of sucked because I would have liked to have seen. But maybe he left it open to do like a Midnight Sky part two or whatever. But and and George Clooney ain't that attractive when he's got like a big old beard on him. He looked like. Really? Old man winter. Yeah. Well, you know what? It was that whole like unkempt look like uh, like Donald Donald Sutherland's eyebrows <laughs> just threw me off. So. I mean, depending on how unkempt, I might have liked it still. You might have. He looked like a lumberjack, like just an old man lumberjack. He was very hairy and gray. Very. Um, But it was a really good movie. And then um, hitting up HBO uh greenland 
and I think it's on Amazon too, HBO and Amazon. That's with um, what's his face, Australian dude. Uh, oh shit! Why can't I think of his name? I want to say Engelbert Humperdinck, but it's not that. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. Gerard Butler. I'm sorry. Isn't he Irish? Is he Irish? I thought I he was Australian. So. No. He's well, in the movie, though. he had like an Australian accent. So um, that was really good. And it's also like an apocalyptic movie. Um, and then, oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, no, what am I doing? My hand hit the button. <laughs> I was getting all excited over the apocalyptic movie. And then, Steph, if you're looking for a Christmas movie, this my friend up in Canada, that's all she does in the winters, watch like her Hallmark Christmas movies and stuff. She had said that she's watched Last Christmas like over and over again, and I had never seen it. So it popped up on, um, I think it was Netflix. It might have been HBO, but it's called Last Christmas. And it's a Hallmark um, movie. It's not a Hallmark movie. I forget what actress is in it, but it's all wham music. You know, last Christmas I gave you my heart. You know that one. Yes. So, um, and quite they quite literally took the lyrics of that song last Christmas and made it into a movie. Um, I don't I don't want to ruin it for you, but it was so good and I cried. And the music was good and it was very Christmassy. So it was, I can recommend that if you're still watching holiday movies. Okay. And then I am a sucker for um, like music documentaries and movies that have a lot of music in it. And I also cried when I watched How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, the Bee Gees story. And... I um. Because growing up, I grew up in like the disco era. My parents would have like parties in the house and they would be doing the hustle and the bus stop and all of that. Right. And I even still have some of my BG 45s like that my son plays on his 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 turntable. So the Bee Gees were really prominent. Like Saturday Night Fever was really big when I was a kid. Um and this is on HBO. The only thing I didn't like, which you might like just fast forward through, is they have a a really big part with Steve Dahl in it. So, um, because he did the whole disco demolition thing. Yeah. I heard that there was a big part in there and it, um, but it almost made it sound like it's Steve Dahl's fault that the Bee Gees, like that, that was like the downfall of their musical career. And it made me sad. Cause I'm like, okay, you thought you were cool saying like disco sucks, but did you really realize that you were like ruining it for so many people? You know, yeah, and I know he's talked about like it was more had to do with like his insecurities, like not, you know, dressing in that way or going out and dancing and just feeling like he related more to rock music, but also like he wasn't cool enough to like go to a disco. Um, but it also wasn't his brainchild. So, ah, OK. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I heard about that. And also, I think Justin Timberlake's in it. So. I was just going to say, he's in it a lot. And, um, I mean, there are some parts of it. Like, they, I, uh, oh, my gosh. What's that one red-headed guy with the glasses that's a singer that everybody loves? Ed just, Sheeran? 
Yes. He like did one of the Bee Gees songs. It must have been in an award show. And it just made me cry to hear him singing it. And it also made me so sad to know like out of the four brothers, like three of them are dead. And the last one standing is Barry Gibb. And he just looks so old and tired. Right? Is it Barry? Yeah, because Robin and Maurice and Andy all died. And and it like I don't think I would recognize him if I saw him on the street. He just looks like a friendly old man, which he was sexy as fuck back in the 70s with the chest hair and the lion's mane hair and all the gold jewelry. Like it just I don't know. It made me cry for like the music, but then it made me cry because it was a, such a tragic story, you know. Insync so. does a good acapella BG's medley. Justin does. NSYNC did. Oh, NSYNC did. But even on Saturday Night Live, remember Justin did that, like, living it up, you Mm -hmm. know, like, whatever their their thing was. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think everybody should watch it if you love music. Like, you're not going to go wrong with that. And so that was number three on my list. Number four, Steph, you got to watch the show. I finished it last night. And I think I might watch it again because maybe I just didn't pay close enough attention. Wink, wink. Um, it's Bridgerton on Netflix. Yes, I've been hearing a lot about it and seeing the pictures of the hot guy. Yes. And girl, they got some sex scenes in there where I'm like, okay, it legit looks like she just had like a killer orgasm. Like, how is she faking that? They must be fucking for real when they're making this show. I know. Well, like for the first few episodes, it was kind of quiet. So it's, it's, set in the 1800s and it's the whole like royalty and the ton and society and the balls and um, marrying the girls off with their dowries and you know what I mean like but it it is very Hamilton like in the fact that it breaks all of the racial barriers right the queen is black the earl is black there's Hispanics there's you know so it's like there's no racial issues in this show at all it's like everybody is included and everybody's equal right um and then the music stuff, the music is what got me because I really didn't know what to expect. I was just like, eh, new click. I'm going to watch it. They are taking Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift and Maroon 5, Ariana Grande, um, Shawn Mendes, Celeste, like all of these songs, but they're all done in uh, classical style. So while it's not exactly how you normally would hear all these modern pop songs it's all done you know violins and you know like symphony style while they're dancing and so musically it's appealing visually it's appealing it's gorgeous with the lush flowers and the the candlelight and the costumes um and i'm telling you when it got to the sex like my oldest david comes down he's like what the fuck are you watching i'm like dude it just got spicy like i don't know what to say so um it's i mean almost bordering on a little bit of porn there in some parts like yeah okay so i think you really need to watch bridgerton um the only thing i didn't like and you'll probably feel this way is like the style was the empire waist dresses. So they're really cinched up around the tits. So their boobs are like spilling out of the dresses, but then there's like no waistline to the, to the gowns. Right. 
Mm-hmm. But in some of these scenes, I'm like, oh, my God, her boobs are so smushed. I bet you she's in pain. Like, I would like to hear the backstory of all these actresses and how much pain they were in because of the costumes, because all of them had like these corsets on and their boobs are just spilling out. But it looks uncomfortable. Like, for well, not yeah, if wearing- you're going to wear a corset, wouldn't you just wear like an A-line or something and not a... Uh, empire waist so at least you can see that your waist is cinched exactly but you know the kind of dresses i'm talking about like it's just very like the there's like a ribbon under the boobs and then it just flows down but in these like there are some parts where it's just like oh my god she's gotta be in pain so um i mean come on none of us have worn bras the whole year so watching that just made my boobs hurt so yeah (laughs) But you should watch it. Bridgerton on Netflix. Loved it. And in fact, my son's like, wait, this is a Taylor Swift song. And he's like, interesting. So um, there are two soundtracks for the show, uh, one with the covers and then the other for the original music. And you can actually buy the soundtracks if you like them. And then um, number five, I am... I've talked about her before stuff, but for people that are like, I'm unplugging, I'm not going on, like you said, maybe I shouldn't be on Twitter as much. You don't want to be on Facebook as much. Um, again, Heather Cox Richardson, she gives a daily synopsis of like what is going on in the United States. And she includes some like world news too, as well. But so if you don't want to have to search out the news and you don't want to try to you know, decipher a CNN article or, you know, a CNBC article, just follow Heather Cox Richardson on Facebook. And usually before I go to bed at night, I'll scroll, I'll find her article for the day and read it. And a lot of it, she is a journalist, but I also feel like she could be called a historian too. Like she's really taking an accurate look at what's going on. Uh, historically every day in our country and she's giving a a kind of like unbiased opinion you know like it's all pretty factual and uh you know not really biased so if you're looking to like quit social media but you still want to stay up to date i would definitely again heather cox richardson can't say enough about her heather cox richardson yes okay um, and she's on Facebook. I don't know if she's on Twitter or anything, but um, she definitely, like I said, she keeps me she keeps me informed and it's not anything where it like makes you angry or oh, you know, that that shit. You know, you don't it's real it's not an emotional account of anything. It's just a very factual this is what's going on. And a lot of it is is like she gets down to the nitty gritty where you don't really hear a lot about these little details on the news. So, all right, stuff. We've got a song. It is not a holiday song because we're done with the holiday songs. <laughs> Holidays are over. Right. Um, and then this is a band from a, a sh- the Chicagoland area. So we've got a song sent in to us by August Forte. He's the publicist for several different bands in Chicago. I think we played that Red Spot rhythm section. That, that is also a Chicago band um, that August is the publicist for. So this band is called Tautologic, and the song is called That's What I Hear.
station See you say That the worst is on its way The pain of profits Clean up easement policies The scene is tragic And the politicians play Inside job, the fat men ate their fill. Before we knew it, they stripped the covered band. Nine and dash, let the children pay the bill. And that was That's What I Hear by Tata Logic, a Chicagoland area band. Um, and that's their first single off their 2021 album called Wheels Fall Off. Uh, between now and January 20th of 2021, 50% of their Bandcamp download sales for That's What I Hear will be donated to the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union. Um, and if the proceeds from the fundraising campaign meets or exceeds 751 bucks by 11:59 on December 30th, 2020, the members of the band will collectively chip in another uh, 751 bucks of their own money matching the donation. And they're saying the number 751 might seem small given the enormity of the issue, but it is one dollar more than billionaire President Donald Trump paid in federal taxes for 2016 and 2017. So, word, right? I thought that was really cool of them. So, that is tautologic. And that song was brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from tweakedaudio.com. Enter discount code BITCHES at checkout for 33% off your entire order, free shipping, and a lifetime limited warranty on everything you buy. Tweakedaudio.com. And if you would like to be cool, like all these cool bands sending in their music, 
please go to radiomisfits.com. There is a tab on the drop down menu way at the bottom and it says submit music. Click on that, fill in everything, add your links, send it on over. We love playing new music. It's kind of fun because my son Joe and I sit on the couch and I play him the songs and he'll just be like, that's a no dog. Like Randy, remember from. So um, we definitely love getting the songs in. We love giving you guys the exposure. If you're an unsigned artist, it, it you know, we like to think we're kind of helping you get a leg up and getting the word out. So go ahead and go to radiomisfits.com and send us your music. What do we have, Steph? To go on after that. Oh, I got something for you. This is fun. This is coming up on Netflix. Are you ready? Yeah. Fuck! Swear words. They're the most popular and alluring taboos we have. But the secrets to their strange power have been shrouded in mystery. Until now. No, I hate Join me on a journey through the history, evolution, and cultural impact of swear words. Words don't start out as swear words. They're just words. Somebody decided at some point that this is a swear word. There's an acronymic etymology. Fornication under consent of the king. This household has been given my consent to fuck. It is total horseshit. Imagine that you've been called the worst thing you could be called so often. That doesn't mean anything to you anymore. Taking that negative and inverting it. What's the intention of the speaker and what's the reception of the hearer? My dog's a bitch, but I never call her that. Who you calling a bitch? I call her a cunt. There's something innately human about swearing. More conservative people try and invalidate people they disagree with by, like, pointing to their language. Parental advisory sticker to me was implicitly racist. Who's deciding these are bad words? Who did it? We're going to do an experiment. There are scientific studies that say that you feel better when you swear. You can hold your hand in a bucket of nearly freezing water. Shit. About 50% longer if you're swearing than if you're not. Mother. Shit. Shit. I think there's a need now for swearing and profanity more than any other time. Two minutes and 20 seconds. Ah, The power of cursing. Like, it's important. The release. That's really what profanity gives us. Oh, shit. Bitch. Fuck that pussy. I'm Nicolas Cage. Let's get fucked. Motherfucker. I like the promise, but I just don't like him. You know what? He actually looks good in this trailer. I'm like, well, they put some hair on him. Like, he's looking okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm all, I'll always be a Nicolas Cage fan just because I love Gone in 60 Seconds and Valley Girl. Like, those are two of my favorite movies. So, um, but yeah, he he's had some questionable issues in his life. <laughs> but this looks like so much fun and because we like to say fuck a lot and cunt and bitch and whatever. Um actually I learned a new word stuff. I guess I had forgotten because my grandparents were from Slovakia <laughs> that um the word bitch in Slovak is suka. So if you're just like that girl's a suka that means bitch. So. Or cunt. You know, that's a good one. Isn't it? And it's kind of cute to say like, suka, suka. That's just like bitch, bitch. So, yeah, my uncle, when he stopped over, my grandpa used to call his dog a suka. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we've got a we've got a little bit of sex news and then what's in the stars. And we'll let y'all get 
it to your holiday celebrations because New Year's coming. Um, Michael C., I have not been ignoring you. You send me such good stuff. It's just by the time we get to the part of the show where we would talk about it, we've already talked about too much. <laughs> so um, Michael C. sent us this. I guess, Steph, what would you guess was 2020's biggest sex trend? Like, um phone sex or zoom sex or skype sex or facetime sex Uh, okay those are all really good guesses and i would have said the same thing but i guess apparently the biggest sex trend was wilderness sex in 2020 and this is from vogue And they were asking, like, you know, what was going on out in the outdoor wilderness walks and the outdoor walks. And apparently people were heading outdoors to fuck. So imagine if you still lived with your parents or you had roommates and everybody's going to get pissed. Like, you ain't bringing that guy in here just for sex. We don't want to catch Corona. So people were being forced to find, like, little outdoor areas to fuck. (laughs) I would have never guessed that. Yeah, no way. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. So 2020, people were fucking in the forest, fucking on their decks, like wherever they could get it, as long as it was... afraid in the forest of bugs. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... I just... I don't know. It has to be a nice, clean forest path. Believe me, over here, you're going to get a stick up your ass before you're going to get a dick up your ass in the woods. Are you you kidding me? Bugs are around. I wouldn't even want to, like, lean up on a tree. (laughs) just like not happening the squirrels will be watching you like what's that guy doing with his nuts shit on by a bird or something no oh my god i got shit on by a bird and in, in that movie that cute movie last christmas she gets shit on by a bird and the guy said the same thing you did it's good luck to get shit on it is it is when did you get shit on uh over the summer remember i was oh, like feeding okay. the birds and then one of them shit on me and i'm like i'm not feeding you motherfuckers anymore that's how you say thanks you shit on me like i was pissed yeah, good luck <laughs> well now i know that so i got we'll stung by a bee in miami i don't think that's good luck so shit on an, is better. that's an ouch man um we have i will we can um go to our our synchronicity and then we can go. Where is my synchronicity? Yeah, I've been seeing you going through. You're going through some things right now. <laughs> synchronicity. 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 So um, we're in Capricorn season stuff. This is why I couldn't just hang up. Like it's I got your season. This is my season. Um, so Capricorn season. I have how to handle Capricorn season for each sign. Ooh, let's hear it. All right. Uh, Aries, what stability and security are you seeking? Well, it's time to set in firm roots as we move into 2021. All right. Uh, Cancer, the growth is coming and you can feel it, but take your time with it. Slow and steady wins the race, Cancer. Uh, Libra, what do you really want? Stop worrying about what the other people think and really ask yourself, what do you want? Uh, Capricorn 2020 enabled you to show up for yourself, commit and build a strong foundation. So now it's time to ask, what do you want? Ooh, Libra and I need to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquarius, it's time to restore and reset, lay your head down and rest, put yourself first for once. 
Scorpio, it's time to get set or time to get everything set in place uh, so that 2021 flows easily. Organize, plan, scrutinize, and then relax over the holidays. Uh, Leo, work is great, but remember that your family and loved ones are just as important. I can totally picture that for Davion, right? Like working too much. Yeah. Uh, Taurus, come back to the daily habits and rituals that help you feel whole and capable because you are. All right, Steph, are you ready? Gemini, it's time to balance the scales. Where have you been giving too much and where could you perhaps give more? Stop working on vacation. I know. While we're recording, I already got a text from one of my bosses about an email that I need to look at. I can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, And then the last three, Virgo, it's time to break out of your little precise mold and let some creativity come to you. Sagittarius, it's time to set some firm boundaries with others, but also with your needs and desires. Sounds like someone going to get some. Mm. Um, And then Pisces, 2020 was a whirlwind for you. So what are you manifesting for 2021? If anyone can create their dreams, it's you, Pisces. All right. Yes. And then... um, If you are listening on the December 29th or December 30th of the year 2020, it is the full moon in Cancer. So um, you're basically being called to acknowledge, release, and heal the past. Cancer governs ancestry. You don't have to carry this pain any longer. So um, get out there. Charge your crystals. I made um, moon water, but I actually turned into moon tea. (laughs) Oh, Well, I didn't have any of the herbs, but I had the tea bags with the herbs in them. And I'm like, oh, fuck it. So I threw them in there with my crystals. So I made three different kinds of moon water slash moon tea. So we'll see how they turn out. You're going to drink it? Yeah, I'm going to drink it. With your um, crystals in there? What? You have your crystals in it? Yeah, I picked crystals that are okay to be in water. So I have smoky quartz and clear quartz. And smoky quartz is like more healing and grounding and clear quartz amplifies so I did a water with orange, rosemary, um, smoky quartz, and um, mint. And fuck, I can't remember what all that's for. But it, it is for like uh, prosperity. Mint is for prosperity. Smoky quartz is for like health and grounding. Um, and then the orange, I wrote it all down. I don't have it in front of me. I'm just Um, surprised. Yeah. I just was like, oh, I didn't know you're putting crystals in the water and then. Yeah. You put the, you don't drink. I mean, obviously you're going to take out the tea bag and, and the crystal and pour it in a cup. But yeah, I did a lemon one with lemon mint and, uh, the clear quartz. So that's more of like cleansing. And then the other one I did hibiscus for love. Um, cinnamon and um, oh, an, another smoky quartz for grounding. So that's more like a, a healing and um, love. So I did three different ones. We'll see if they work. Probably just give me diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so get out there, folks. Enjoy the moon. It's huge. It's beautiful. It's our last full moon of the year. Get out there. Set some intentions. Um, maybe do some cleansing and be like, I am not doing this in the new year, like whatever, like gossiping or, you know, looking at negative stuff. Like, yeah, just set it, set it out there, set your intentions and manifest that shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, 
I guess uh, we got a lot of stuff left for next week, Steph. Right? Yeah, we'll we'll try to um, condense, but also not skip over a bunch of stuff. Right. I mean, we both came up with, you had a lot of stuff this week. We both came up with a lot of stuff. So uh, you guys got to tune in next Tuesday and we'll enlighten your lives a little bit more. So uh, happy new year. Let's uh, three cheers to a good 2021 and um, get your drink on. Right? Yeah, we will. We will see, see you next Tuesday. Tuesday.